Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'm your host for today. This podcast is made possible thanks to the generous support from the Ileson Spouses Club. Joining me today is Thomas McGurr to share about his journey with childhood cancer and how this experience has had a lasting impact on him. Thomas, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Before we get started, I'd love for you to share just a little bit about yourself. All right, uh, so my name is Thomas. Uh, my dad is retired special operations and uh, I am currently a sophomore at Appalachian State University studying psychology and American Sign Language. So it's my understanding, Thomas, that you are gonna be celebrating pretty large milestone, 10 years of being cancer free. I have to say, congratulations. That is certainly something uh, that is worth celebrating. Yes, Susan, thank you very much for that. So yes, I'll be 10 years cancer free uh, at the end of November of this year. And a little bit about that time, it was the summer of 2011, right before I started fourth grade. My dad, who had retired years before that, or at that time he was serving as a military contractor in Afghanistan for a uh, long extended period of time. And all of a sudden I started having almost like very horrible migraines that no medication could solve and uh, other symptoms. Went to the hospital, they found a mass in my brain through a, a CT scan and then rushed me up to a larger hospital at Duke and they found that I had brain cancer. My goodness, Thomas, I, I, I can't even imagine uh, being a nine-year-old boy, you know, you're, you're looking forward to your summer being off, uh, spending it with your friends, doing lots and lots of fun things. And instead, you ended up being at Duke Children's Hospital while your dad was away um, preparing to have surgery. What was, what was that like? So yes, it it was a lot uh, to go through for my family that time. Less than three weeks after my diagnosis, I was being prepped for surgery, and followed by that, uh, after the after I got out of the hospital, I went to physical therapy for a few weeks, and then shortly after that, I started my thirty treatments of radiation. So during this tremendously stressful time, Thomas, we talked about how you really wanted to maintain, you know, a positive outlook about the experience. And I would love for you to share with our listeners, maybe, you know, how did you do that? You know, what routines did you keep in place? What helped you to, to maintain such a positive perspective? Well, I had a lot of factors that uh, helped me through this experience. Um, well, one would be uh, an old army friend of my dad lived right outside of Durham. Uh, we stayed with him throughout my treatments. And uh, another one would even be when my dad was trying to get back uh, from Afghanistan, uh, there were soldiers going alongside him, making sure he got uh, to me on time. And I think just that large community of uh, 
military, it, it's a community of support. It really is. Uh, even my dad's current boss, he stayed in the hospital with me until my dad got there. So in addition to the community of support that you found through um, military family, what else did you do or maybe your family helped you to, to do to maintain such a positive perspective? Well, uh, I kept a lot of routines. At the hospital after my daily treatment, I would go to a tutor um, who connected with my teachers. Uh, I continued to do homework and on the weekends I would come home to see friends, go by the school, see my teachers. Uh, and then at the end of my treatments, it ended during the week of homecoming and I was so ready to get back to school, go to the homecoming football game, be with my friends. It, it just, it was amazing to finally be free of those treatments. Well, I have to agree with you. I think sometimes when there's so many things going on in our life that we can't control, if we can influence or control uh, positive things in our life, like staying connected with our friends at school, uh, staying on top of our academics. And then I, I love how your radiation treatment ended at the, one of the busiest times at the school, which I think you know, was probably one of the more exciting ones for you being in fourth grade, which is homecoming. So thankfully you were determined to be cancer free by the end of 2011. How do you think this entire experience impacted you as a person? Well, personally, I think uh, it made me grow up a little bit faster. Uh, you know, not every nine year old kid goes to the hospital with a brain tumor. Um, it, it really shaped, uh, how I saw the world and, uh, how I saw the medical world for that fact. Well, and I think, um, I can only imagine, I guess I should say that this entire experience helped you to have a better understanding of what it's like to go through cancer, particularly as a, as a younger child. And in fact, your experience allowed you a really unique opportunity with the Children's Medical, uh, Miracle Network. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yes, of course. Um, so the Children's Miracle Network is a organization that uh, funds and supplies children hospitals all over the country. And a few years back, I was asked by them to be a, a ambassador uh, for their uh, fundraiser with their yearly fundraiser, I should say, with uh, Walmart. And um, I got to meet uh, other childhood cancer survivors through that and go to events that supported uh, childhood cancer awareness. Um, and it was all a good thing doing that. I really enjoyed it uh, because through this experience, uh, I learned that uh, a very small percentage of uh, money goes to childhood cancer research. And I think that really drove me to start advocating for uh, more funding to childhood cancer race research. And what are some of the ways that you've continued to be involved in supporting kids fighting cancer? 
Well, one is the uh, Children's Miracle Network. Also, during my radiation treatments, I did a fundraise. I did multiple fundraisers for the Children's Hospital there at Duke, and um, I donated uh, Cincy Sasha bears to the kids there. I've done toy drives, and I just love helping these children out. It's it really gives me meaning. Well, I agree when we can become connected into our community and we can see that we're making a difference that really not only helps our community, but it helps ourselves as well. But your experience has also had an impact, not only you personally, but also on your career path. I would love for you to share with our listeners your future plans and and why you selected this particular career area. So, uh, I think ever since the seventh grade, I've known what I wanted to do with my life. And that is to be a child life specialist. Uh, A child life specialist would work in a hospital setting with children uh, that are suffering from advanced illnesses or diseases such as cancer. And we work with them and their families to understand the hospital process, make it a little bit easier for them, and uh, get them out of their beds, get them doing something, make it, the only word I can think of it is probably a little bit fun, um, rather than just laying in a hospital bed all day. Well, I have to agree. I, I don't know if the word fun would come to mind. Um, I, 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 but I appreciate that positive perspective that you're bringing, not only from your experience, but wanting to to share it with others because you're right. You you do need a little positivity particularly when you're going through such challenging times. Before we wrap up, we always like to ask our guests if they have a special story or maybe advice that you'd like to share with our listeners. One thing that uh, my family really learned uh, through this whole experience was to live one day at a time. We couldn't worry about what was going on in the future, what would happen tomorrow, that would weigh that wastes so much energy on yourself. So we learn to just live one day at a time and only uh, worry about the things that were going on at that moment. And sometimes we found that that was just too much for us. So we lived one hour at a time. Well, I think that is great advice, Thomas, for everyone and any particular challenge or change that they're facing, you know, only to focus on on the things that you can control um, to try to have a a positive outlook um, as best you can. And, And sometimes just focusing on one hour at a time or one day at a time. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Um, I always enjoy having military connected um, young adults such as yourself to share a little bit about your story. And I'm excited to see where your future takes you and and how you've taken an incredibly difficult, challenging circumstance and turned it into such a positive outlook uh, when it comes to the future and to um, the future of helping others. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you very much, Susan. I enjoyed it. I just want to let all our listeners know 
that we will be including a couple of links in today's show notes. We're going to include Children Miracle Network and the Duke Children's Hospital. So you've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. We'd like to thank again Ielson Spouses Club for their generous support of this podcast. And until next time, live a great story.